What's up, everybody? My name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments. I'm coming to you guys live on Facebook and Instagram. <clears throat> and let me real quick put in, I, I, I did it right this time. Wounded Warriors. Hang on, guys. Warriors Charity. Uh, donation. Page. Hang on. Here we go. Oh, you bastard. Oh, hang on, hang on. There we go. I think I went through. Awesome. Went through. We're all good. What's up, Mom? All right, so now the link's on Instagram. So Instagram, you can you can go on the – if you're on the Instagram feed, you can go on there and uh, click the link on the, the comment and go right to the Wounded Warriors Charity donation page. Same with uh, Facebook. Go on the go to the right, and it'll show you the Wounded Warriors donation page link. So I'm trying to raise right now ten thousand dollars, and uh, I moved it. I ten x the goal only for the fact that I didn't reach my th the thousand dollar goal. So now I'm gonna ten x it, and I'm gonna go ten thousand dollars just because I'm that crazy. So we're gonna try. I'm just trying to adjust everything real quick. Uh, so we're gonna try to hit ten thousand dollars right now. So I'm gonna be blasting. Uh, social media and stuff like that with these uh, donation pages and stuff like that. And every single, um, what's up, babe? Uh, so every single time I'm on like these live streams, I'm going to start trying to link up the links and we're going to try to get people to donate. And I'm just going to, you know, if I don't make $10,000, now we're going to make, uh, I think 10 X that is like a hundred thousand dollars. So we're just going to keep on increasing these, uh, these limits here. And we're just going to like strive for forever. All right. So, um, the Wounded Warriors charity is basically a charity that gives back to veterans. So they, they help a lot of the people where, let's say, you're registered to go in the military. You go in the military and serve your time, and you come back, and, and you're having a hard time. Uh, what's up, babe? So they come back, uh, Let's and they have to come into civilian life, right? So they're trying to come back into civilian life and they have a hard time adjusting because you know they had all this they're coming back from chaos they went to war they're coming back um and they're they're not used to you know the freedoms like um they're, they're used to taking order and stuff like that and they're used to kind of just not leading but taking you know kind of having other people kind of lead them so now they come back into civilian life and they can't you know they have a lot of issues not to, not to mention physical issues like maybe like a landmine went off or something and uh they lost a limb um, and you know, just any, anything like physical, uh, like injuries, mental, uh, issues where like, you know, a lot of them come back and they get PDH or PTSD, um, which is like a mental disorder. So they, they have a lot of resources that help out, uh, the veterans that come back from the military. That's why I push them a lot only for the fact that I eventually, once I get to where I need to get to in life, I'm going to start trying to, um, I'm going to start trying to figure out ways to give back to uh, the, the military community. So, cause I know like I was talking to my, um, my one close coworker and he's a vet for the Navy. And he's saying there's not as many resources as you really think. They don't have a lot of like, they have support, but like they don't have a, they don't have as much as you really believe that's out there. So I started coming up with like some ideas that maybe I could help them out, but it obviously needs like funding. It'd be probably like a, it obviously be like a nonprofit um, type organization. 
So there's a lot of things that are going to go into it. Um, I'll just piece it together as I build this business, the done deal investments. And then once everything kind of falls into place and I get into more capital and, and all that good stuff and I can figure out how to like get it going, uh, I'm just going to hit the books running and try to do a nonprofit for the, the military community. So that's why you'll see me a lot of times um, promote like the Wounded Warriors charity only for the fact that it's giving back to the veterans. And um, I'm sure it's not the only organization that does that, but I, I just like the Wounded Warriors. It's one of my, it's a, it's a favorite char uh, charity that I like. So anyways, try to hit me, uh, help me reach that $10,000 goal. We're going to jump right in and I have three topics to talk about today. Um, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to bounce back today because I took a, a stats test today, which I studied for probably 12 hours yesterday. Like I, I studied like all day yesterday and then all day this morning and then the test is at 3.30. I was at work, even at work going through my notes and stuff. So pretty sure I passed that test because um, that's all that matters right now is stats. Like I get these stats. Uh, I know I got to just struggle through the pain and, and, and the torture and I'll eventually get through it. So the three topics we're going to talk, so just bear with me if I'm kind of slacking a little bit, but I'm going to try not to. I'm going to, I'm going to push through it. So the three topics we're going to talk about today are searching or search for answers, don't be a victim, and failure is the key. I think I put in here, I changed it. I think I, I put failure, uh, failure is the key to success. Now, we'll talk about the first one, which is uh, searching for answers. Now, this one's, <clears throat> give me a sec. Um, so... I got some water too, so I came prepared. All right, so searching for answers. Now, the hardest part is uh, I feel like a lot of people they have problems, and what they're what they're doing is they're not trying to find answers to the problems. They're just kind of complaining about the problems, um, and that's probably the majority. What's up, Eli? Yeah, I appreciate Eli that you're jumping on these uh, these live streams all the time, man. I appreciate that a lot, man. Thanks. Um, but I, I just feel like a lot of people have a lot of everyone has problems, right? But the the biggest thing that sets apart from other people is, or the successful people from like the people that just complain are um, the people that are looking for answers to the problems, and that's kind of you got to search for answers is what I'm trying to get to. Uh, good stuff, man. Doesn't hurt to learn. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Um, so so you want to, you want to search for answers. That's kind of something that I've learned really young is a set of like, if I have a problem, I'm going to search for answers. And like, I think the saying is, uh, if you search, you'll seek, I think it's like the, the quote or the saying, meaning basically if, if you're looking for some type of answer, you're eventually going to find the answer. So whether that's just coming to a motivational video, um, I've had issues where obviously I've, I've been in depressed states. And so um, I've gone into like a Tony Robbins motivational video and he talks about like depression um, or something related to depression. And as he's talking, you, I, I kind of found myself bridging the gap in between the answers I was looking for because he would tell you basically why people are depressed, like what's, you know, what's the stage of uh, this and what's causing it. Um, so just search for answers. Like I'm telling you that it's helped me tremendously throughout my my life and it's a it's a it's a game changer like once you start actually looking for answers and uh you start you start seeking um solutions and then it, it eventually builds you up and, and you find more um you kind of you just find you find more more uh solutions rather than just kind of like cruising through your day and like your problems aren't gonna your, your problems aren't gonna vanish overnight you're gonna have to find some type of solution to to fix the problem right 
if you have a, we'll take your car, for instance, if you have a dead battery, your car's not going to move, right? You're going to have to figure out a solution. Either go get a new, you're probably going to have to go get a new battery. Um, there's other solutions too, but most likely what you're going to do is go buy a new battery. And then you have to figure out how to get the battery to your car. So you're probably going to have to jumpstart the car to get it to the, um, the mechanic to put the battery into the car because most people don't know how to change out the battery. They, they have to go through a mechanic. So, you know, you're going to have to go. That's a solution to the problem of like you, you wake up. I've had it happen to me before. I woke up in the morning, went to start my car, and my car didn't start. My battery was dead. It's out of juice. So I didn't just suffer and, and complain about the problem. I found a solution. I, I knew I had to go get a battery. I knew that um, I probably had a, I had to probably call off work that morning and start calling different places and get quotes on batteries. And then I had to figure out who I was going to jump my car or how I was going to get my car there to get the battery in, right? So you got to start trying to find solutions to uh, your problems and start seeking some, some answers to, to get through the, the problems that you're having. Um, I'm trying to think if I can come up with any uh, more solutions with myself. Um, uh, I'm sure there's a ton. I just honestly like brain farted right now, but like everyone has problems. Like if you're kidding yourself, if you think people that are, are really famous and rich don't have problems, everyone has problems. Uh, whether it's drug abuse, out, you know, being an alcoholic, uh, like some, those are some intense ones, but everyone has some type of problem and it's up to you to solve the problem. It's not up to the rest of the world. It's not up to your parents, not up to your, your spouse or, or your boyfriend or girlfriend. It, you got to solve the problem for yourself. Uh, you got to do things for yourself. Um, so that's searching, searching for answers. I'm trying to think if I can, as I'm looking through these, I'm trying to think if I come up with anything else, like for, for me searching for an answer. Uh, I, I mean, I got, a, I got a good one that might help people. So there was a point in time where I was going to work and this is when I'm still working at the marketing job at Broward college. And I go to work and I kind of, I found myself in this very like low, low uh, stage and in, in my, in the point of my, you know, the career of, of working at Broward college and I couldn't figure out why I was in this depressed stage. And I figured out soon that I felt like I wasn't doing enough with my potential to, to go out and do more things. And I, I think what, what sparked it was um, I started listening to like motivational videos and um, I think I saw like an ad and, then, and that's how I kind of got into the wholesaling. But I saw this ad and it was talking about wholesaling. It was with Dean Graziosi. And they were talking about wholesaling and it went through basically like the motivational videos to help, but it was basically talking about how you're not generating your potential. And so I wasn't, I wasn't hitting my peak of potential. And like, so every single time I went to work, even though I had a job and I, you know, I was appreciated, I was appreciated that I had a job. Right. But the problem I was running into is like, I wasn't doing enough. I was just probably coming onto the computer. I was typing and I wasn't doing enough. But what I started realizing was, uh, you know, some days I had okay days and then other days, like I felt really terrible about myself. I went into really bad depression. Now what I started realizing was once I started doing more productive things, like maybe I went home and, and, um, I first got it, I, I looked into like e-commerce. So I started building this website and instantly, even though I, it never really took flight, like, I mean, I got things going and stuff, but I ended up switching it to the Dundee Investments, which is now the wholesaling real estate stuff. But what happened was as soon as I started working on the website, I started realizing that I got happier throughout the days, right? I, I got more ener 
energetic and I, and I got more motivated and I got, um, I started digging deeper into different things that I liked. Uh, cause I've always had the drive for business, but I just didn't, you know, it's kind of like trial and error into different pieces that you like. Uh, there's so much in business, but I started, I started learning about myself and I started really realizing like, wow, I'm only using probably like 2% of what my massive potential that's really should be used. And as my days got longer by working and, and trying to create things on my own, I started realizing that that was the key. You know, I always work for someone else and I come up with these solutions to their problems. <clears throat> I'll link it back into the solutions and stuff. But um, <clears throat> I was working for these other people and I always found problems that they had and then I'd come up with the solutions. What's up, Jake? Hope everything's going well, man. Um, but so I'd found these solutions, right? And what happened was um, I started I started realizing that like I could create my own stuff. Like it started hitting, it hit me at early age. Like I always knew I wanted to do like uh, open up a business and stuff. But my problem was um, I didn't, I didn't know how and stuff like that. And then I kind of just figured it would be easier to, to, to kind of just ride along with someone else and learn stuff, which Broward college has taught me a lot. But the point of the matter was uh, I was working on other people's stuff and I was solving their problems and not solving my problems. And I started realizing that the only way I could actually get better was to, open up my own business, start creating my own vision, my own stuff. And I think that's when I started realizing I started becoming a lot happier with my life. And um, it turned into all this stuff, like the live streams. And um, I'm, I'm constantly thinking up of new ideas for my business. I'm looking at uh, different um, elements to go and advertise and do all this crazy stuff and meeting new people. And, you know, I, it just, it, it really is crazy. Like once I started realizing like my potential, I was using probably 2% over here and like, there's probably like 90% more I could be using and sort of drifting towards that area. So it, I don't know that that's kind of like, I searched for, I searched for the answer and I found the answer, but it goes in many ways. Like even if you have like cancer or whatever, and you're trying to figure out like why, instead of figuring out like, you know, why, you know, why are you going through the, the terrible stage in, in your life? figure out solutions to, to get through the cancer, right? That'd be my, my observe, you know, opinion on it is just find solutions to get through the cancer rather than just kind of coming back and asking yourself why. And which kind of leads me to the next thing. Like, don't, don't be a victim. So like that one kind of ties in with this in the sense of you don't want to play the victim card. I was reading, I was reading Grant Cardone's book. Uh, well, it's in the audio, but he talks a lot about, yeah, money, money, money. <laughs> but um, it talks a lot about, um, what do you call it? Uh, like not not playing the victim. Like the most powerful card that you could ever have in your deck of, uh, you know, like just like in your deck of like cards or whatever. Now yeah, let me fix this real quick. It's bugging the hell out of me. All right, so the most powerful card that you can have in your deck of just like you know life is basically not playing the victim card. So the, what that what that entails is you don't want to, it's so easy to blame other people and play like a victim. Like if you got into a car accident, obviously you're going to blame the other person that, that hit you or, you know, whatever. But what you want to realize is once you start taking control and not playing the victim and you start trying to tell yourself, like, all right, I have, I have, I could, I could possibly have done this better and do this and um, not blame something else or a system or whatever you start taking more control of your life and that helps promote 
um, it just helps give you more control. Like, cause most people bitch about things they think they don't have control. And like, I think last, last podcast or not, I don't, I call them podcasts, but there are episodes, but I call, um, last episode, I was talking more about his, uh, the, I, like he gave an example and the example was, <clears throat> which most people, um, most people don't take ownership, which I told, I told my girlfriend this and, and she, she was just like, Oh, it makes no sense. I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like the average person's going to argue against me on this, but they're going to say, Oh, like you don't have control over that. But the point of the matter is you want to try to take ownership of everything. And the reason you want to take ownership of everything is like I said, control. So what he gave an example of was let's say you own a house, right? And you pay your electricity bill. You're paying the electricity bill and all of a sudden your lights go out and it's not your fault for not paying the electricity bill but it's the, um, the city just had a power outage, right? The city just had a power out, out, or outage. And what happened is now everyone's out of power. And you're telling, and you're blaming, you know, you're blaming the city. You're saying, oh, it's the city's fault. I paid my electricity bill. It's not my fault. In reality, if you would take ownership and learn from it, he was saying you'd come up with solutions to prevent it from last time. So... He was saying basically like if you thought about it, you'd already probably come up with an idea, which would be getting a backup generator. Now, if you had the backup generator, most people aren't going to have the backup generator. Now you just prevented issues that are going to, to pre-happen, right? So he was saying like everything is controllable. You just don't think it's controllable. It's very easy. And the human mind basically just likes to play the blame game because it's so easy to blame someone else rather than take the ownership of it. Same thing with car accidents. Even though like – um, like I had a really bad car accident and I ended up flipping my car. The guy in front of me had a heart attack. I think, I don't remember a lot of it. Cause like I kind of blacked out and just came, you know, came, came to it. And I was hanging by my seatbelt upside down in the car. But the point of the matter is, you know, that I told myself it wasn't my fault. Uh, pray, uh, pray. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking more about, um, like homeless people. The crazy thing I thought with that, yo, with like if, if you are talking about the homeless people, is the crazy thing is uh, I met this guy at a bar, all right? And the, and the guy, like I never thought about it this way, but he said the people that are actually homeless on the street gave up on themselves a long time ago. Like they don't, they don't, like they gave up on themselves. Like that's why they're on the streets. Sorry, I'm going to fix this. Come bug me. Um, that's why they're on the street. Oh, not the hurricane. I thought you were talking about like homeless people for a second, but um oh i see what you're saying yeah i I got you so you're pray for the homeless people in the pan (laughs) all right but um what eli's saying is people on facebook that can't see it is he's saying like the people the people are probably thinking the same thing that are going through the hurricane right now which uh the um it hit florida like the more north up or whatever and it took out a lot of the power lines and people are like, a lot of people lost their homes. A lot of the, the houses are underwater. So he's saying like, people are probably thinking about that. The only thing with, uh, you, you should, man, you should be working hard for your money. Well, like I said, the I met this guy at a bar and he, and he gave me this idea of like, because I never looked at it this way, but 
he said homeless people basically the reason why they're homeless is they gave up on themselves a long time ago meaning like they don't believe in themselves anymore like they, they basically just gave up on life and they're just like uh, like screw it and they just gave up um which makes sense because most of the people you see on the streets are kind of like i can't tell don't i i think you're talking to jake because <laughs> jake's talking about the thing but anyways uh, people on Facebook are probably like, what the hell is this kid doing? Like, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Well, I'm just having a, a conversation on Instagram. But um, so he's talking about like the generator or whatever. I'll try to get back to the story since we got off course. But he's talking about like, so everything you, you have real control over everything, even things you probably don't think you have control. But the, the successful people, are the ones that actually think of things like solutions, and they try to prevent things from happening. And, and that's what... Um, that's what he was talking about. And it was actually like, that stuff actually is crazy when I first heard it. Cause I, you know, I, I kind of used to do stuff like that too. I'm like, all right, I just accepted, I just accepted certain things. Like, all right, like the city had, I don't have control over that. The city has control over that. And you just accept things. And like, I think that's a terrible way to look at things. Like you don't just accept things. You got to find solutions and, and look for, for answers. Right. But, um, so don't, don't play the victim card. Too many people play the victim cards. I'm telling you, I've seen this a lot at like my job, any job I've ever worked at, everyone plays the victim card. Everyone plays the victim card. Um, and you can't do anything when you play the victim, like you're stuck. Like you have to just accept shit and you have to basically just accept that you're screwed in a situation. You have no move. Like if you're playing chess, if you're playing the victim card and we're playing chess right now, you have nowhere to go. You can't move the, you can't move on the board. You're stuck. It's like a checkmate. A check, check, checkmate. I don't know. I always screw these words up. But checkmate. I checkmated you basically, and and you can't move, right? So the the point of the matter is, you don't want to play the victim card. You want to actually be the problem solver, and you want to go and find answers to get yourself into different directions and moving. Um, I'm telling you, most people don't do that. I see that all the time at my job. I see it with the people around me. I I see it all the time. Someone blames something else. They play the victim card. Don't be the victim. Be the be the person that solves the issue. Um, uh, car accidents are the biggest the biggest issue because like most people are like oh, I don't I didn't do anything wrong. Uh, yep, chess piece, man. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, so the the point of the matter is like just don't be the victim. And it's I know it's really easy. Like it, I. I catch myself sometimes doing it too. Like I'm not perfect. Like I'm not telling you I'm a perfect person at at all. Like no one's perfect. Um, I'm just trying to shed some light on some issues that like I see all the time around me and that people don't even realize what they're doing. Um, so hopefully maybe if you hear me talking about it, you might catch yourself. You might go tomorrow might come and you might tell you and you might go through an issue and you, and you might be like, wow, I remember, I remember Tyler talking about, not being a victim and now I'm, I'm being the victim right now. That's, that's really why I talk about a lot of this stuff is because like, I'll hear it from here or whatever. Like, like the victim thing was from Grant Cardone and I'm like, wow, it's so powerful. Like such a powerful message. And like, I'm like, I got to tell people. So like, I try to tell people, a lot of people reject it. Cause a lot of people are just like, told my girlfriend about the car, the car accident issue or like the light issue with the power outage from the city. And she was just like a lot, like a lot of people don't understand it. And like, that's why people are not successful. That's why like 76% live paycheck to paycheck. That's why so many people are fucking living me uh, paycheck to paycheck and means end. And then they're not getting ahead is because they're not trying to think differently. They're, they're thinking the same and they're expecting things to change around them and they're not trying to change. So keep that in mind. 
it, maybe, maybe I tell you the, the whole thing about not being the victim and you go and tell someone else and someone else is like, oh, that's horse shit. And they, and they basically try to deny you. What's up, Cooper? Um, just, just remember, yo, like, like it doesn't matter. Like people are going to tell you no all the time. People are going to, uh, you know, you got to understand like 90% of people don't even fucking know what they're doing. Like 90% of people like just drift through life. They don't understand shit. And like, I'm not telling you I have everything put together, but at the same time, like you have to start realizing stuff. Uh, nothing much. What's up with you? I, I think you're doing, I, I'm pretty sure you're the one that's doing the rap stuff. Like you're rapping. Uh, how's that going? Um, but what was going to say, um, search answers. Don't be the, so you got to try and, you know, if you tell, cause I told my girlfriend this and she was just like, Oh, that's bullshit. Like you can't take responsibility for everything. And that just goes to show you, yo, like, like it might even be people that are really close to you. You might go and tell your parents and your parents might be like, send their ways or whatever. And they'll be like, Oh, that's horseshit. Like you can't take responsibility for everything. Like things are going to happen. But I'm, but I'm telling you, like, that's the sad part is what I started realizing was once I started telling certain people different elements that I learned, uh, the rapper is, uh, Cooper, um, Cooper, uh, what's your, yeah, if you're still on here, what's your rap name? It's on Facebook. That's why you guys can't see it. There it's, uh, you guys are on Instagram. They're on Facebook. So I, I stream on two different th platforms, but, uh, but, um, the, the crazy thing is like, I started telling like my grandparents started telling my, my family. Cause like what happens is you get excited. Like I started hearing cool stuff and I'm like, wow, like that's so empowering. And I go and I tell someone and they're just like, oh, that's bullshit. And they're just, they, they try to, they don't realize what they're doing, but they, they're basically trying to like tear you down. They, they don't, I, it's because people don't realize what they're doing. Um, all right. So that's, that's not, you don't want to be a victim. Don't play the victim card. Failure, we'll move on to the next one, which is failure is the key to success. Now, this one I thought about today, and that's the only reason I added the third one in. Normally, I do like two segments. But the reason I did the third one was I was going through stats. And this is the second time taking my stats class, right? Second time. It took me three times to patch, uh, pass Algebra 2, all right? I easily could have – let's just say um, – Let's just do algebra since it took me three times. Stats is only my second time, and I kind of realized it was my own fault in the process. But algebra uh, two, let's say, right? That took me three times to pass it. I could have easily, after the first time, said, screw this, like most people. I could have easily said, even at the second time, screw this, like I don't want to take this again. And especially the third time, I could have said, screw this, I'm not taking it again. But the crazy thing was, the third time was the charm in the sense of I passed, right? So the, the crazy part is sometimes you have to fail. Like you're going to fail in life, whether it's uh, you start a business and maybe you go bankrupt and you have to start again. Um, you know, you're going to fail. It's the people that get back up and push through the failure and they use the failure as a tool to get through shit, right? That's what I do with college algebra too. I, I failed it. I had to take it three times, meaning I failed it twice and the third time I passed it which I'm telling you most people would have quit after the second time. I don't think anyone went for a, thir a third time. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that did it, but uh, same with stats. Stats, I, I, I screwed it up completely. I failed it. Now I'm going for the second time. I got a, I think I failed every single test, and that's how I failed that class. I got a B last one because I've, I've, every, every single time I'm, I'm doing all the homeworks, I'm studying every single day. Um, I just know what it takes because I took the same guy, and, and the guy, it was nothing wrong with the teacher. It was 100% me. I didn't study well. I didn't um, take things serious enough, um, and I kind of just skated by, 
which I, I've been doing, you know, and I've done that throughout my whole high school career. But the point of the matter is I'm going to pass stats. And the reason I know I'm going to pass it is because uh, this is the second time taking it. And I know I failed the first time and the pain from the first time of failing it is going to bring me through the second time. And I'm not taking it the third time. Like I already told myself, like, I'm not taking it the third time. I'm going to pass it the second time. And I got to get through, uh, uh, what is it, um, accounting one, which I've taken, I think, funny enough, I think this would be the third time I'm taking accounting one. So I I'm just letting you know, like, don't, don't give up just because you're failing. Like, use it. I'll give you some examples of why I know failing is actually successful right now. And I thought about this for a while. Uh, I think it's Thomas Edison was the one, and this carried throughout um, college. So college, uh, there's a speaker, and it was the ju it was this um, this judge. I forgot her name, but what the message was was she was saying it took her a long time to pursue uh, to get onto the um, the court and be a judge and stuff like that. I think she was one of the, like the first black or African American judges to be on to the Broward County court system or something like that, and she went through the Thomas Edison um, quote where it was, it took him like, I think it was nine, I think it was uh, 999 times. I think it was 999 times. I could be wrong on the amount, but it, it'll do the, it'll do it justice. Uh, if you want to look up Thomas Edison and, and correct me, I don't, I don't care. You can, but I'm pretty sure it's, he, he went through and tried to test the light bulb. He was the first one to create the light bulb. Went through nine, 999 times and finally got it right, right? And so people said, people told Thomas Edison, you failed 999 times, all right? And he said, no, I didn't fail 999 times. I just, it, I figured out 999 ways what not to do. So he flipped it. He, he basically flipped the script on failure. He, people said, hey, like, you fucked up basically 999 times. You're a failure, basically. And he said, no, I succeeded. I was the only one that kept going, and it, I figured out 999 times what not to do to make a light bulb, what doesn't work, and it only took one one time to be a successful hit. That was Thomas Edison, and that quote stuck with me throughout. That's the only good thing about college. I'll, I'll tell you, like any any graduate, you know, graduates, high school. I've I've learned from the speakers that went up there. Like I I learned stuff in college, but I didn't learn anything except for things the speakers that they picked. Uh, at the end of like the graduation ceremony ceremonies and stuff. So if you're thinking not, if you're about to graduate and you're not going to go to the ceremonies, I urge you to go to the ceremonies and listen to the speaker. Hopefully you get a good speaker. I mean, I've, I've heard terrible speakers at different colleges to be honest with you, but I've lucked out and had really good speakers at, at different, um, different graduations that I went to for myself. And it, it helped me out a lot. And I take away a lot because I'm always listening for quotes, different things that can boost me when I'm, when I'm down, I, I just use it and I, and I push forward. But um, so failure. So we'll go on to the other one that I recently learned. I didn't know this. Uh, Walt Disney, all right, went bankrupt seven times, seven times to, to make Disney World. Like he wanted to make Disney World and he went bankrupt basically seven times and bounced back through all of it and then created Disney World where, where it is today, basically, um, which was crazy. I think also with funding – I think it was like 130 times. He got denied 130 times for funding because he obviously needed capital for, uh, for Disney World and stuff. So he got denied 130 times for funding for capital for Walt Disney or Disney World and stuff like that. So 
keep in mind, like I'm telling you, when, when people are scared of failing, you shouldn't be scared of failing. Failing is kind of like, obviously you don't want to aim to fail, but at the same time, uh, you want to use failing to your own advantage and you just learn. You learn, get back up and go, okay, I learned what not to do this time. I'm going to get back up and, and push through and, and just knock it out of the park this time. But that was crazy. When I heard that, I, I didn't really believe it at first. And then I was like, oh, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like Walt Disney, like the most, that's probably the most pop. Like if you went to anyone and said, do you know what Disney World is? Everyone on this planet will know unless they're living under a rock. And then like you got to be really living under a rock and have like nothing around you basically to not know what Disney World is. So he went bankrupt seven times to get Walt Disney and got denied 130 times for, uh, for funding for capital for, Walt, uh, for Disney World. So go out there and, and, you know, don't be scared to fail. That's all I can say. Uh, or like, I, do, I mean, I'm not telling you I'm perfect. Like I, I do have fears and I'll go and do something and I'm scared. Like I had to go meet the, the guy Felipe who I, I didn't know. I just, I've talked to him randomly on a phone. My stockbroker, uh, who's a good friend, Drew, gave me this guy's number and said, go call this guy. So I had to cold call this guy and I, and I, and I was just like, all right, like I don't really know what I'm going to say, but I have to come up with it. Call him. And uh, right now, I'm actually going to do a, another phone call. I met him at a bar. He actually lives in Coral Springs, ironic enough, but like right down the road, I think. And now I'm going to work on some projects with him. Like he sent me some videos. I've got halfway through the videos for uh, ClickFunnels, if any, anyone knows that is with Russell Brunson. Um, I think that's how you say his name. Now, I'm going to watch actually the rest of the videos after I get off this uh, live stream, but... Uh, I mean, I, I didn't, I don't, I don't even really know this guy that well even now, but I mean, he's a great guy, right? And I would have never have met this guy, which small world, he lives right in my, in, uh, in my city, but I would never have met this guy unless I actually wasn't, you know, I pushed through the, the, the fear of calling someone or cold calling or, and, and that's what people don't realize. Like every, every person ever said like, oh, like, um, I'm like, yeah, my business requires me to cold call and I got to go call this person. They're like, oh, I hate cold calling. Cold calling is the worst. Like, I don't know how you do that. And I'm like, well, it's easy. You just pick up the phone, dial the number and you call someone. Like, it's not, it's not hard. It's, it's what you're going to say is the hard part. But most, you know, I'm telling you, like most people are nice as, as long as you're not trying to like really like scam them out of stuff. Uh, you know, you're of course you're going to get those people that are assholes, but there, I mean, there's nothing you can do like assholes. There's always gonna be an asshole. Like I think it was Joe Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah, I, I watched his comedy special the other night on Netflix, which uh, was pretty good, by the way. <laughs> One of the jokes he made was like, if you went into a room, and uh, what are the odds of like, let's say there's a hundred people in the room, what are the odds that one person out of the hundred people that are in the room are a complete asshole or an idiot? And he's like, 100% of the time, you're always going to have that one idiot out of the population. So you have to just imagine, like, tell yourself, like, you're going to have to weave through the idiots to get to, like, good people. And, like, it's not easy. I'm not telling you that it's, it's a piece of cake, but that's what you have to do. You have to do what you have to do. And it's, um, it's a game changer once you start getting through, like you start acknowledging that it's fear that's holding you back and you start pushing yourself and pushing yourself and getting through things. Um, it, it, it's an eye opener. I mean, it's a game changer too. Uh, so I'll put, I, I ran into this Sarah Blakely. If people don't know who Sarah Blakely is, uh, Sarah Blakely created Spanx, which I went to a conference a little while back to Miami for Grant Cardone. Um, 
and what it was, and it was Damon John, uh, Damon John, Sarah Blakely, some other people, and then Grant Cardone went in and talked about a little bit of like personal finance and money and stuff. But Sarah Blakely was a guest speaker, and she created Spanx, which is for women. It's like, uh, I think it's, uh, it's uh, footless pantyhose or something like that for women. So it's mainly for women. And she had to sell this idea and like went through all this stuff. I think she ended up having like $5,000. She went, she only had $5,000 in capital and she got the $5,000 by selling door to door. I think it was fax machines. So she went door to door to sell fax machines for seven years and got $5,000 came up with this idea went in and did all this crazy stuff and like flew all over the place to go and find uh, meetings and stuff like that to go and pitch this idea and go find some capital and, and get someone to help uh, produce the product and, and all this crazy stuff. She's worth, I think right now over a billion dollars and all she invested was $5,000 or that's what she started with $5,000 capital. She started with and is now worth over a billion dollars. So people, so this is the other thing too, that kind of drives me crazy, which uh, a lot of people, are talking about uh, it's good brother new tape is out now keep up with this coopsology I think I said that right all right so uh, Cooper all right so I, I think he left I think it was uh, Eli but asked for it but it's coop coopsology <laughs> I think that's how you say it coopsology but um why do your com oh you're probably uh but anyways so um Damn, I kind of lost my, uh, but yeah, so anyways, so when people say that women can't survive in this economy and women don't have the same rights and blah, 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 go look at entrepreneurs. There's black women that are entrepreneurs that are making billions. I can give you one big name. That's a black, black African-American woman, Oprah Winfrey. Who the hell doesn't know Oprah Winfrey? All right. Oprah Winfrey is the most popular person do massive, uh, you know, a bunch of different industries, all right? So when when someone bitches to you and says, like, oh, it's, it's an unfair advantage for women and men and, and race and ethnicity and all this garbage, tell them, then how can we have all these successful entrepreneurs that are, over, like, billionaires? And you, can, and you can grab one from each category. Like, there's, there's successful Asians. There's successful Latinos. There's successful black people. There's successful white people men and women and, and on and on. And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. All right. So when people bitched you about that crap, cause like I, I get sick of that shit. I hate when people tell me that. Cause like I can pin, I can give you one example of each person um, that you probably know. Like someone knows someone that's probably famous. That's in that category. Um, they'll, and they'll probably fight back and tell you that it, it's, it's a white man rule, but it's the reason why the whites are more, like we have a lot of more white entrepreneurs is because um, they're a majority. It's majority of the United States like was white, um, was white people. That's so that's why like it's, 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 we're going into politics, but it's whatever it, it's just one of those things where like every single time I tell someone something they're like, Oh, well you're going to do great because you're white and you're a male. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do great because I believe in myself and I'm not a fucking dumbass. But the, 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 the point of the matter is, well, 
I'm definitely we're, we'll talk about politics a whole another time but that was just one thing that kind of pissed me off because I know like people are gonna be probably people are probably gonna join this stream and they're gonna be like oh he's white and he's a male he's got white uh, white male privilege which is a load of shit but the the point of the matter is um which I'm telling you once I start po like politics people are not gonna like me but it, it's whatever I mean you're, you're probably not gonna like me on the politics uh, on politics side but it, it's it's whatever we we need more people on a different approach. But um, I was trying to get to the point. Uh, kind of lost it. But the point of the matter is, like, it doesn't matter who you are. You can make it. You got to believe in yourself. It starts with believing in yourself, which is the, the biggest problem people have. Is people don't believe in themselves, which is a sh it's a shame. Like, um, you know, I try to I try to just spread positivity, and like, I'm not here to like put anyone down. But um, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. Like I'm, I'm going to actually probably right after this video, I'm going to go and put the Sarah Blakely on where it's like talking about failure and, and stuff like that. I'll actually do that. And what I'll do for tomorrow, I'll go and get that, um, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, I'll go and get his speech and, um, I'll put that up. It's actually kind of long, but it's, it's a good one where he talks about, he always, you know, he started off like, there's a point in time where, uh, he had $7 only in his pocket or like $6 and change. And he ran it up to seven bucks and that's all he had left. And he said, even now, even, even now that he has massive amounts of money and fame and all that stuff, he still plays with his back against the wall. Like he, he and it didn't change. He just kept that and used that efforts into uh, doing a lot more, you know? So, um, all right. So that's failures and stuff like that. All right. So we talked about search, searching for answers talked about don't be a victim and then we talked about failure is the key to success uh so the, you know those are the three that i came up with today i was just kind of thinking jotting down stuff i, I try to kind of do it on the fly only for the fact that it keeps it more realistic and i don't have a lot of time to to think it kind of challenges me a little bit more um and some of them might link into other things so like things might be repeated but uh there's a lot of things that link into other things, which is why, you know, a lot of it's probably going to maybe sound repeated and stuff like that, but it, you know, it's fine. Um, so now we're going to talk about done deal investments. So I own a company my name's Tyler Dunn. I own a company called uh done deal investments, LLC. Now my company is a wholesale real estate business. And what my ultimate goal is, is to be able to help people that are in, really dire financial situations, whether they have like massive liens they can't get over, they have um, their house is basically falling apart and they can't sell it and they, and they need a resource to get out of that bad situation. Hang on one sec. They need like a lot of help and they need another resource because they can't just go to a real estate agent and sell the house and get a profit because the, you know, it's, it's, they might have a really messed up house. Now, what, I, what the process requires is I call it the three-step process to financial freedom. So what I do is I get into touch with you, whether it's Facebook, Messenger, you know, texting, on the phone. I prefer on the phone just so we get to communicate more. And what we're going to do is um, what the goal is is I'm going to ask you basic questions on your house so I have an idea of what's going on. The second step would be then for us to meet in person at your property or your house and what's going to happen is uh, I'm going to bring a checklist and the checklist is just going to be like, all right, you have broken windows. You have, uh, your roof needs to be repaired. Y you know, you have your pools messed up. You need a diamond bright this, you need to do that. It's basically a checklist of all this stuff that's, that's wrong with the house that needs to be fixed. 
and then um, I'll get to meet you in person, so we'll have like a more personal relationship. And then what's going to happen is I'm going to take five pictures inside the house, five pictures outside the house. We're going to have ten pictures in total. Now the now the third step in the in the financial freedom process, excuse me, is um the third step is then going to be I'm going to go and do my research. I'm going to take I'm going to do comps of your neighborhood. So I'm going to try to take three closest houses that are going to be the same to like the square footage of your house of the size, all that stuff, all the good stuff that's going to, you know, be the same with, with your house as close as I possibly can. Three houses. We're going to get an average price. And then I'm going to start going through and, and basically figure out like how much estimate, how much on an estimate, um, do my checklist, how much money estimately are we looking at to fix your property? And then we're going to basically take it out of the cost of the average price that I got. Now, then we're going to negotiate terms. So, you know, this is where we'll negotiate the price and I'll, and I'll help you out and, and we'll figure out what's going to work for you and what's going to work for me in, in, in the business. And then what's going to happen is then we can work on terms where like, all right, you still need two weeks to go and find another place to live and we'll work something out with the terms. Once we agree on everything, I'm going to, we're going to go into a contract. So we're both going to sign a contract. I'm then going to go through another investor through my buyer's list. We're going to go find an investor that has um, a lot of capital to then uh, meet the needs of what needs to be fixed on the house. They're going to then be on the contract with us. They're going to get ownership of the house and I'm going to pay you the cash. So you'll get out of the, you know, you'll, let's say you have liens, you can take the cash or either I'll help you pay the loans or you'll take the cash from what I'm going to give you and you can pay off the loans. Um, we'll work that out. And you're just going to, you're going to walk away from the situation. We're going to get you a new house. Basically like I can't, fiz I'm not at a position yet where I can get you a new house. So that's the next, you know, some of the elements that I'm working on. It's probably not going to be for a while, but right now I can only get you out of the financial situation. Um, we're going to get you out of, you know, you're going to walk away with the cash and get out of the financial situation. The investors then going to flip the house basically with his capital and then he's going to sell it on the, uh, I think it's the MLS, which is, um, you know, he's going to sell it basically because he flipped it and he's going to get the profit from, from selling the house and putting his own capital into the house. Now he's going to pay me a finder's fee. So that's where I'm going to get paid. I'm not going to get paid off you. It's not, you're not paying me commission or anything like that. I'm getting paid off the investor, which is, which is nice because you don't have to worry about it. We don't have to worry about like, I'm just going to give you the cash. You're going to walk basically. Uh, and I'm going to get paid through the investor. And then the investor is going to be happy because he's going to make uh, money off the house from, from the capital. He's, you know, flipping it. So all three parties are going to walk away satisfied, which is the best thing about this whole entire thing. Now, um, I'm trying to think if I have any other things to add, but that's basically like the rundown of the whole entire operations right there. Now, obviously it's a process probably going to take, you know, but it's quick. It's, it's not like you're putting your house on the market and we're hoping to get traffic to your house. All I'm going to do is take the pictures from your house, put it in a brochure and send it to the buyer that I call. And I'm like, Hey, like I have this property. It fits your needs. You're looking for a three bedroom or a two bedroom. I have this property. Take a look at it. This is the estimated cost that it's going to take to fix the house. He, and if he agrees upon it, that's how we're going to get the investor involved. So everyone's going to, everyone's going to be notified on everything. Um, there's no hidden tricks or there's no scams involved. It's just literally being honest with, uh, between, um, the two of you, the investor and yourself and, uh, with me, hopefully you're honest with me, but, um, I, it's just being plainly honest on my part, being the middleman of the deal and just making sure both parties are happy.
whatever I can do to make both parties happy. Now, um, if you have any questions, you have any concerns, you, uh, you're thinking about, you know, you, you might know someone that, a family member, a friend, uh, someone that's going through a very um, hard financial uh, situation with like their house or their property, have them reach out to me or you can reach out to me personally. Uh, cell phone's 954-857-6450. You can hit me up on um, the Done Deal Investment email, which is dunedealinvestments at outlook.com. Hit us up on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can go on the website right now and do the chat. Um, website's not perfect right now. I'm actually, now that I took the test and I have a week of free time since uh, uh, it's a Wednesday, so I'm not going to go back till Monday. So I have a lot of free time right now to work on the website. I'll, I'll start doing that. Um, but that's www.dundealinvestment.com. Uh, what else can we do? Um, yeah, so just shoot me, you know, shoot, reach out to me. I don't really care how you do it. I'll, I'll talk to you either way. Um, whether you're a investor that wants to be added to the buyers list and you want, you want some under market deal houses and properties, or you're a real estate agent and want to help me find some, um, foreclosures and help me work on like under market deals. Uh, you're a seller that just really wants to get out of the financial situation and you, and there's not a lot of resources. Um, so you're trying to, you're trying to get out of it really fast and, and you want to get paid in cash. Um, maybe you're just interested in the business and I, and and maybe you're just interested in the business. Maybe you're just someone that comes around these live streams. You're like, wow, this, this sounds really interesting. I'm kind of curious. I'll, I'll answer your questions. Like, I don't have a problem because the more I'm honest with you, the more, the more I'm honest with you, the more you'll probably like, like the idea. I don't have anything to hide either with this business. So like, I don't, I don't really care. Like I'll answer anyone that has questions. Um, let me just make sure. Uh, What up, Sean? Trying to like the thing that sucks about Facebook is I gotta scroll this up, and I just wish it would just update and let me know. I gotta keep going on here manually. Uh, Utah, hi there. What's up, uh, you Yulton? I think that's how you say it. Uh, you're really like listening to your. What's up, Steven? Ah, uh, all right, so. That's really that's really done deal investments is uh it's just it's just trying to help people that are in really bad financial situations and I'm just gonna try to set up the deal as best I possibly can that's gonna benefit um the seller and the investor. So that's that's really all it really comes down to. It, it's not complicated, it's you know, it's very easy. And it's and it's another resource that, you know, there's a lot of people that are, are probably going through foreclosures, like and, and you never know, like I don't, I don't really consider, um, I don't know. It's just, it's another resource to have is really what it is. And especially like now where anything can happen, you know, the economy can change and, um, you could lose your job and, and you have this mortgage to pay. Um, now the thing with the mortgage is like, if you owe too much money, I can't help you. That's the only thing that sucks about this is, uh, cause I'm going to use the equity to basically like pay the investor like you know that's how we're gonna pay you and stuff like that is we're using the equity the equity is what's gonna actually uh, pay everyone basically of, of your house your property how much equity is left in, in the deal now um, so if you owe a lot of money you owe like too much like even if you have like property tax like I could still help you but if you owe a lot on your mortgage like you still have like 30 like probably like 30 to 50 percent 
still left in the house, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's probably not going to work out only for the fact there's not enough room in your equity to, uh, to help you out. But I mean, that's maybe another issue that down the road I can try to solve. It's just not an issue that this business is designed to do right now uh, with the mortgages and all that stuff. But I have ideas where I'm going to expand this business. And like, I have massive, massive ideas of like uh, trying to expand it into like, once we get you out of the situation, then we're going to go into like inspecting the home that, um, that maybe you're looking into. Maybe we can even help you with like real estate agents on this. I'll help you go find another home. And then we could just inspect the, inspect the home for like a, a, a minor, you know, a minor fee or whatever. And uh, make sure the home is actually, you know, at standards of what you need and you're not just walking into a blind deal. Uh, so there, there's a lot of things that I'm thinking about. It's just going to take time and a lot of research on, on other elements, but, um, which is probably again, all that stuff's going to probably be on hold until after college, but don't deal investments. Oh, all right. So I'll update you a little bit on this stuff. So I did, I just recently got, which I'll post on social media is, uh, maybe tonight, but I got this, uh, license plate. Um, cover and it actually like glows and on the top it says www.dundealinvestment.com and on the bottom it's Dundeal Investments uh, Investments LLC so and it glows every single time you hit the break it'll glow so people see it because the reason I got this um, the plate and stuff like that was because I realized at night one time I was driving behind I have bumper stickers on like majority of like my family's cars and my girlfriend's car and my car but the thing is it's it's black like it's the background's black and the lettering's green. So it stands out pretty well in the daytime, but at nighttime you can't see it unless you're like, you're really close and, and you have your headlights on. You can't, you can't see it at all. It like basically like gets camoed, it's camouflaged in. And so I was thinking to myself, like I really need something where like people will see it more. And I, I came across like led lights for like license plates, covers, which I, I like the idea of. Um, and then I came across his battery eyes, kind of like license plate cover and, and you can customize, uh, the slots and stuff like that. So even if I wanted to change the top and put my phone number for a while, I could, I just got to order the slots. Um, so it, it, it just, it, it seemed like a really good investment. I think it was like 40, it was like 49 bucks, but kind of, I mean, it, it, I think it's worth it, but that was something new that I got um, for the business for like advertising. But the next things that I'm going to work on is definitely getting the website up to full standards. So then I can uh, manipulate it once in a while. I came up with this idea of doing merchandise. So with my Wix account, I, I think I have like an option to create a free store and then you can just like link credit cards into there and stuff like that. And people can buy your merchandise through a store and then I just ship it. Um, which I know I can go to like Walmart, get shipping, shipping supplies, and then maybe just go to the post office and drop them in the box or whatever. Uh, and then use Wix.com to be like the main thing. I think Facebook, you can link things up and sell. So that's the next thing that I'm thinking about is maybe buying things in bulk, like some t-shirts, uh, um, little things maybe I can give out, which like people might want to buy, like maybe like, uh, um, the water bottles and stuff like that. Things people are going to use a lot. And then sell it online and just try to get creative with that stuff. But that's another thing I thought about and that'll help create capital to keep the business, you know, more capital into the business and, um, start, you know, expanding. Uh, what else did I think about? Uh, I gotta start getting into digital ads, which like, I'm not, I understand how digital ads work. I just, I've never really created a digital ad. Uh, I gotta, you know, there's a lot, I actually have a lot of things I want to work on. Um, I gotta start working on social medias 
and getting that on a schedule. I got to work on analytics. I got to work on, <clears throat> let me think. Um, what else? Uh, digital ads, probably like um, regular like ads, like, you know, like bandit signs and stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm thinking about that I can, I can definitely do. It's just, I got to wait. Some of it I got to wait until after college. Cause I just don't have the, I don't have the time with the stats going on right now, but that's basically everything I can think of with like done deal investments. Uh, the coolest thing was the license plate cover. Um, the website, I'm definitely probably going to design more. Uh, definitely this week. I'm going to try to aim to get at least two or three pages done <clears throat> by probably like Saturday. I got to work on my other friend's video, the Las Vegas video when we went um, a little over a year ago. So that's going to, I definitely have to do that Saturday, maybe even Friday night. Um, so I just have like a lot of things that I want to get done on my checklist. But yeah. So, all right, guys, I'm going to end it here. Uh, my name's Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments. I hope everyone has a great Wednesday. Donate to the Wounded Warriors charity. Um, there's no reason you can't do it on Instagram, and there's no reason you can't do it on Facebook. I put the links in both. So just uh, follow those links. Donate anything you possibly can. I appreciate it. I'm trying to hit that $10,000 goal mark. Um, have a great Wednesday, everyone, and peace.